Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Five-second differential because the shot only goes to 15. Donovan's working holiday behind the back. Drives, gives it off to Rudy. Steps through, foul at the rim. 6.9 seconds left, and Rudy Gobert will go to the line. Here's Gobert's second free throw. Nice, pure. Rudy puts the Jazz up 106-104. Inbound to Ingram. Get him. Working the right side. Reddick comes to the ball. Ingram keeps it. Three for the win. Rattles out. Rebound. Jazz win it. 106-104. And so the NBA's restarted. The Jazz pick up a win. And Rudy Gobert, Gobert believes life, well, very mysterious, PK. Life works in mysterious ways. He scored the first points of the restart and got the game-winning free throws after a pass from Donovan. Donovan thought the whole thing was overblown, but Rudy, you know, he was on a separate, uh, separate interview line, so you never know what you're going to hear. Yeah, they were actually being Zoomed at the same time there during the post-game show. I, I, yeah, it's a story. I don't know that it's prophetic or po- poetic or whatever. People poetic was the it. word that was getting used, yeah. yeah. But it was it was a great play. I mean, the good thing about it is Mitchell made the right call, made the right read, and Rudy didn't have to gather himself. All his momentum was going to the basket because he had had one right before that, which he sort of fumbled. And here it was a great opportunity to do what he did and he obviously got fouled and he goes up there and calmly makes both free throws so it was a great win uh, that, a lot of stuff that happened in that game we'll get to it over the course of the morning obviously uh, I was impressed with the basketball the, the it was intense it was just like I anticipated both games were intense guys were competing as hard as they can which is all I've really really ever asked for as a fan is to have guys just ball out whatever particular sport they're playing, men, woman, it doesn't matter. And that's exactly what I saw. And, and the great thing about it is, uh, I was talking with Jay Scott last night, you know, I think the Jazz, at times they played very well, but overall, I think the best I could give them was a B-, minus. but they still won the game. And that's good when you don't play nearly as well as you're capable of playing, and you still win. And then also, I have to say, there was a lot of equality on that floor last night. Yeah. You're measuring it out? No, just reading the back of the jerseys. Oh. Mike Conley, I thought, got him going early, finished with 20 points, and Donovan Mitchell obviously scored the ball much better in the second half than he did in the first, but it's not surprising with Mitchell. We've seen a lot of games where he hasn't scored early, but he's been able to get it going in the fourth quarter, and and that happened again. And also, I thought, predictably, in the postgame, talking about that, Quinn Quinn got to defense pretty quickly. That 17-point fourth quarter... He loved that. <laughs> and they, they weren't defending anywhere close to that well. I mean, J.J. Redick was getting open threes in transition. It's, I don't know how quickly that comes up in a scouting report, but you got to assume that comes up pretty quickly. J.J. Redick cannot be allowed to shoot open threes in transition. But all that stuff stopped in the fourth quarter, and they only gave up 17 points, and were able to come back and win the game. Yeah, I think we've seen this a million times over. When your offense is flowing, that gives you more energy on defense. And that's what we saw when the Pelicans were playing at their best. I mean, it looked very easy there for stretches of the towards the end of the first quarter, second quarter, a little some in the third quarter, and they were flowing and they were rolling. Then things got tougher, and it seemed like the energy dropped a little bit there. 
And so they got contributions from guys like Ingram and Reddick that you said, and then they weren't, and they didn't. And they were having hard times, hard times getting energy on the other end. And Conley, yeah, Conley played Conley played well enough. I mean, it really all that matters is you played uh, well enough to win the game as a team, and that's exactly what happened. So it's uh, an every-other-day rhythm for the most part. There'll be a back-to-back coming up, but Jazz are off today, and tomorrow it's the Thunder. It's an afternoon game, 1.30 on ESPN. The Zone's coverage begins at 12.30 with the pregame show. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers will need to shoot. Here's LeBron. Leans in short. Gets it back and scores. LeBron off the front of the rim. And the Lakers lead it. 103-101 with 12.8 remaining. Lakers get the win in the Battle of L.A. and Orlando. 103-101. It's, uh, you know, the, these teams both, you got to figure it's a work in progress. I know they could see each other in the Western Conference Final, and they may well do that. But if that happens, that's going to be late September. And we're in late July right now. And they should, the Clippers, you know, should get some guys back. Guys should be more in the flow. Zubek did play, and Shemet did play, and these guys have been gone. Uh, Beverly has been out, and he was back. Um... But, you know, Schmidt's going to have better nights than one for eight and oh for five. But at the end of the game, it's close, and LeBron makes a play. So isn't that what everybody came for, PK? Yeah, I don't think Schmidt's going to have better nights because I think Lou Williams is going to be there, and so he's going to be taking Schmidt's shots. Nothing against Schmidt. I mean, I love Schmidt. I've been a fan of Schmidt since Schmidt came into the league, and I'm not even sure what Schmidt's first name is, so that tells you how deeply uh, I'm Landry. Landry. <laughs> like Tom. Famous Landry's. Ready, go. Uh, that's all I got for you. But, okay. uh, yeah, they're, they're also missing Harold, too. Those are the two big guys mm-hmm. on the bench, not Shemant. So, uh, the Clippers, they got to be fine with that. And they're, they're going to get their guys back in time when it matters the most. Although, I, I think that they, their spacing at the end of the game there on that last play was just awful. You had your two best players right next to each other. It allowed LeBron, LeBron basically, to guard both of them. <laughs> and, and George and Leonard. And so when Leonard was dribbling, uh, LeBron was on top of him, and then he passes off to George, and LeBron's right there. So they, they needed to get better spacing. LeBron was able to guard both of them, and they balled out. Uh, so for the first game back, I was entertained by that game. I mean, that's the thing about it. That's why I implore all NBA fans who are bothered by the kneeling to overlook that because of the fact that it's about basketball for me. These guys, I mean, they, they, it was, to, to, to me, and I know you probably don't want to touch it, but to me it was it was almost trite. It was predictable. I would found out two, three days earlier that's what they're going to do, and I knew the Jazz were working on a response. And so as soon as the uh, stuff came, the Jazz emailed out their response to the media. I mean, obviously they knew, and they, they were working on it for multiple days. The so. fact they were going to do it was bigger than the fact they did it, and you can see that in my social uh, media mentions. It isn't even remotely close. The video of them doing it got a lot less reaction than the news two days earlier that they were going to do it. That people spent a lot of emotion on. Although I, I think I got a, a ton actually on uh, the quotes of uh, Quinn Snyder. It was more than a singular game, and the quote from Donovan Mitchell that at the end of the day, Brianna Taylor's uh, killers are still free. I, I actually 
And I woke up this morning, there was a lot more than I anticipated. So, because I was mm-hmm. doing the post game and I was listening to the interviews, we yeah. play them on the post game, and I quoted them. And Spellcheck changed Brianna's name from the A to the O, so don't get on me on that. I didn't catch it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, I, I still think it, it, it generates a lot of emotion, uh, I think. Uh, and, to, and to me, right, it, do what you want to do. I mean, it, 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 like I, <clears throat> to me, if everybody's doing it, it's not so rebellious and so much of a protest anymore, actually. Six more games today. Both teams did the same thing at the start of their games. Everybody's lined up along the far sideline, and then the line basically went from uh, on one baseline to the other. It wasn't even just players and coaches. It was the whole organization. So we'll see what the teams do today, but there's six more games today. Rockets, Mavericks in primetime, 7 o'clock on ESPN. Celtics and Bucks at 4.30 on ESPN also. All right, uh, so... Anything else in the NBA catch your attention? Uh, John Morant said he thinks it's unfair that the padding the Grizzlies built between themselves and the closest playoff contenders could prove irrelevant. They could be in that two-game playoff series. Well, the season isn't over, though, so they didn't stop at 65 games. So the padding that you built was based on 65, right? Roughly. Roughly, yeah. And so they decided they are going to play more. I mean, you can argue the team at uh, what's sixty-five well, New Orleans, plus eight. You, you could say the Pelicans are going to say, "Hey, we could have run them down in eighty-two, but now right. we're only going to have seventy-three. Right. But see, that's yeah. And so they came up with this two-game series deal, this kind of a way to split the difference and right. create more TV product and more drama. And what, what is John Morant's twenty years old? Yeah. I mean, not to put down these guys because they're so young. I just don't expect 20, 21, 22 to just uh, expound such wisdom upon me. But you still want to hear from him. If he's got something to say, I've got no problem with him saying it. It, Well, he went on to say, but you know, we can't control that. Only thing we can control is how we go out and attack each of these games before that decision is made. Sure. And of course, what's he going to say? Hey, I'm really glad that they can now just get within four games of us. I mean, you know, you can't. You're not going to say that. Well, he doesn't have to say anything. I've never understood. Well, he's probably what's he asked going to say. Well, you were asked a question. You're going to say something. Uh, you don't mean that. Okay, whatever. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Former Giants and Jaguars coach and executive Tom Coughlin fractured four ribs, punctured his lung, needs stitches in his head after a bike accident last weekend in Jacksonville, Florida. Left him hospitalized for a night. Coughlin said another person on a racing bike clipped the front of his bike, causing him to crash. He is 73. Went home before he went to the emergency room, but eventually got x-rays and CT scans. Bikes, PK. Turns out they're dangerous. Oh, yeah, it's not, not turned. It's nothing to joke about. I mean, I've literally known people who've been killed on bikes. Uh, those are facts. I mean, just in the last two weeks, the yep. last two weeks, I've known three people who've had serious injuries on bikes. Just, just from the last two weeks, that's it. I don't think I've known three. I think I've only known one. Well, Cla- but, Coughlin being one. Okay, Coughlin would be two. You're right. And I know two in my personal life yeah. that... Uh, that it, and. Both of them were very, very serious. One is still is in the hospital right now as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. 
Predator running back LaShawn McCoy has agreed to a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Drew Rosenhaus, who represents McCoy, told ESPN he's very excited to play with established vets like Brady and Gronk and try to win another championship. So, line them up. The vets are all coming together for one last glorious run. Bills sent three sent their rookies home from the team's facility Thursday in response to five positive coronavirus tests this week. Former Utah star Zach Moss in the group who was sent home, but he wasn't named on the NFL's COVID-19 list as of yesterday. But I guess with five tests, they're going to be careful. They're going to clear the building and do the whole sanitizing thing. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So we know the plans for the uh, Big Ten, and then it was the Pac-12 and the ACC. Now the SEC has said they're going 10 games, conference only. So BYU is going to have a game with Missouri. That's gone. BYU, uh, we thought, might reschedule a game there with Alabama to fill a void in the opening weekend, but that's not happening. And so you tweeted out they are going to win that game. Are you talking about Missouri or are you talking about Alabama? You got it, man. Both of them? No, I'm just having fun. I figured. Whatever you want, whatever your heart desires to the answer to be, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's malleable. It's pliable. I was just it's playing adaptable. around. I'm done with the controversial stuff on Twitter. It's not real. I'll leave that for, well, you, that's not your game either, but uh, I'll leave that for the other folks because no matter what you say, geez, I tweeted a line from The Godfather a couple of weeks ago and somebody responds with, a celebrity died today, and you're making a joke. I have no idea what he was referring to, or she. A celebrity I, dies every day. The but I was referring that to the Godfather that I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a line that has always struck me as uh, the profound. That's the essence of the movie. And so I tweeted that out, and I, I got lit up on, on how I was trying to be funny, and it isn't inappropriate in these times. I have no idea what that was about. None. So... If you're looking for hot takes and all that stuff out of Twitter, me personally, I'm not your guy. Listen to us. I've got no problem talking about it. But Twitter's a plaything for me, nothing more. I don't take it seriously. It's a pro- promotional uh, thing for me, nothing more. I don't take it seriously. There you go. I'm promoting something soon. Uh, the Big 12 canceled their media day. Too many questions, PK. Is there really a point in having a media day now? You're going to ask questions either don't want to be asked or can't possibly have answers for. So this is not the summer of media days. Well, then stop re- stop saying you're going to have it and just let it go. You scheduled you it and canceled it. in 28 hours. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. If you don't want it, then don't have it and we'll get by without it. Uh, doesn't make any sense to me as far as that goes. Uh, the questions... Once you decide what schedule you're going to play, I think you can have it because you're going to the COVID thing. You're just going to keep beating that into the ground, and you're going to get some 20-year-old kid uh, who is a defensive back asking him about that. Now you're going to get some questions about depth charts. Yeah, people want to talk football. Who's your We're starting sports quarterback? We're a sports talk show. They want to hear us talk sports. You want uh, you want the other stuff? Go to the other stations. They'll give it to you. So have you heard anything on the Big 12? Because it seems like they're all falling in line. I assume the ACC is going to allow 10 plus 1. or Either they'll either they'll just play 10 or they're going to double back and announce the 10. I don't know which way it'll work out. But it seems like 
everyone's falling into line here, and I suspect it's really because everybody's lawyers have fallen into line. And if you're not going to play some non-conference games and you're not going to pay some people the big money that they are counting on, that they're bound to bring lawyers to go after, why not be really uniform and just say, we can't do it, we can't have the travel, we can't play the teams that... um, that don't test as much. We can't play those early September games because we can't practice in July and August and get the kids ready. And you just kind of line up all the answers and all the ducks in a row. For which conference? Well, for the three of the four so far have all done the same thing. So, and I think they're all looking at how do we not pay these schools the, you know, depending on the game, half million, million, in some cases, million and a half that they were going to pay about about the money. But it makes me think that the Big 12 is going to end up doing the same thing. Well, I'm far more concerned and interested about what the Mountain West is going to do than the Big 12. I thought you were interested because BYU was going to play Big 12 teams if they could. And they've got six spots to fill if they're going to play 12 games, which, you know, they may just be scheduling three or four and playing nine or ten at this point. I know, but you just told me that the Big 12 is going to do what the other conferences are doing. I think so they I sort are, but I wonder, if you've, I wonder if you've heard anything. You've told me I'm wrong before. thought you might right there. Oh, on this? Yeah. I haven't, oh, haven't, I haven't investigated yeah. on the Big 12. They're going to do what they what they do. And uh, I think that uh, as far as it relates to BYU, yeah, then they'll to, – to me, I think that the Mountain West is a little more interesting. And then they'll go from there, and then they'll have to go down to independence. I mean, it's, it's – well, it's trending that way, obviously, yeah. and, and then they'll uh, have to figure out what they're going to do relative to the independents. They're going to obviously have to travel there, so the the rules that would apply, not the rules, but the, re- the reasons as to why these conferences are doing what they're doing, uh, that would be as far as BYU is, you know, not traveling and what. Well, that's what BYU would have to do, have to travel these great distances and all these things mm-hmm. that guess that's what they're going to end up having to do. I'm hopeful that the Big 12 is interested. Maybe they can adopt BYU in the way that uh, Notre Dame has already been. Uh, they're, they're, they're a de facto member, so it was easy for them to be inclusive into the ACC. Adopting BYU would be a little bit different, but maybe there's a possibility there. Well, playing round robin would be nine games if they adopt BYU, figuring everybody's going to have multiple bye weeks and the season's going to be stretched out and conference title games are routinely getting pushed back a week or two. Uh, you know, 11 teams playing 10 games, maybe to do that. Um, I, 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 don't, I know there's been suggested that somebody could play a second time, you know, and that's how you could get the 10th game in the Big 12, but... I don't know who's going to be lining up to play Oklahoma. Hey, give us Oklahoma. Uh, we'll play Kansas a second time, please. Thank you. We'll then have Kansas play Oklahoma a second time. <laughs> now ESPN's on the line. Really? That again? No. Come on. Harvey Updike, the Alabama fan who poisoned the iconic trees at Auburn University's Tumor Corner, died of natural causes, according to his son. Pled guilty in 2013 of applying herbicide to the trees. And, of course, uh, the Alabama-Auburn rivalry already heated. That's always been used as the example of completely over the top. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I can tell you that a lot of good faith effort was put into this by the owners, by the player reps, by the players themselves. So... I hope that this is just a temporary setback and that we can continue the season 
But again, the most important thing is the safety and the welfare of the players and of the personnel associated. That's obviously Dr. Anthony Fauci right there talking about everything that's happened since the Marlins had all their positive tests. But as we were talking about uh, yesterday, although some games are getting postponed, uh, most of the teams are not having those issues. And we, I haven't really heard the backstory on what happened with the Marlins, but I'm wondering if they did something that was just way outside the bounds. We know Major League Baseball has essentially hired hall monitors now to make sure the COVID rules are... Uh, are followed by the respective teams. It seems like they ought to be able to keep playing. And many games proceeded last night. Did you watch the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks? No, because I was watching. Basketball. And I saw it was 3-0 like in the second inning, and I thought I'm not wasting my time on that. (laughs) A.J. Pollock, Corey Seager, Max Muncy all going deep for the Dodgers and their 6-3 6-3 win. Cleveland's Shane Bieber matches the Major League Baseball record for strikeouts in a pitcher's first two starts. Fan 13 twins struck out 14 against the Royals, so that's 27. I didn't know there was a two-game record, PK. And obviously, then I didn't know it was held by the legendary Carl Spooner, the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1954. Yeah, well, they can dig up anything in baseball for yeah. sure, yeah. But that was something that I saw that, uh, you know, that kid first time in Francona was talking about him. Uh, his first start uh, last week, and so now he's followed it up. And you know, maybe you got something. You never know with pitching, though. We've seen guys just come onto the scene and just be gangbusters, and then it ends after okay. a month or a year, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, Dwight Gooden was doing that at 19, and he had an okay career, but you would have thought it would have been more from based on his when he was 19. Mike Trout is on the uh, paternity list. His wife scheduled to give birth to the couple's first child. So uh, if you're on the paternity leave list, you get three days. You continue getting tested. And if he's asymptomatic and they're negative, he doesn't even have to quarantine coming back to the club the way they do in the NBA. He, He could be right back with them. So Angels will miss him a little bit, but get right back after it. Good news is another Jersey boy is about to be born. That'll be a California kid, though. No, Trout is not from California. I know, but he's in California, and he's growing up with all Trout's money. How is he going to be Jersey tough? Very easily, because that's where he's going to go back every year. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get the Jersey winner in the offseason. That'll be enough. I, mean, I can recall a couple years back, the All-Star game, and you know they extended it, gave another day, and Trout and Todd Frazier were flying out after the game. And they, they had uh, chartered a plane together, and they were interviewing Trout. So said, well, what are you going to do? Well, Todd Frazier and I are going back home. We're a couple of Jersey boys. <laughs> so the uh, Major League Baseball and the Players Association have agreed to a new set of rules that will punish players and team personnel who steal signs electronically. Cow's out of the barn on this one, but we got a rule now, PK. It's going to fix everything. Yeah, it's called a fastball to the ribs. <laughs> What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk with Tim Brando, Fox Sports National Sports Commentator on all things college football, the SEC decision, what he expects out of the Big 12, and for all these schedules, how many of these games do you think will actually be played? And if they do play... 
Are USC and Oregon really pulling away from the Pac-12 the way all the recruiting news seems to indicate? Or does he expect a battle? We'll get with that with Tim Brando next. David Locke, Radio Voice of the Jazz, coming up at 8 o'clock. Stay with us.